نحمده ونستعينه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد الذي وجدته يتيما فآويت الذي وجدته ضالا فهديت الذي وجدته عائلا فأغنيت الذي ما ودعته وما قليت الذي أعطيته ورضيت عنه وأرضيته We begin, we praise Allah, we thank Allah the only one deserving of all praise, all prestige, all glory, all awesomeness goes back to Allah. The one and only, the one who is taking care of everything and nothing, and he is in need of nothing at all. He doesn't have a child, nor was he born. Nothing compares, nothing can even come close to being comparable to Allah. Nothing is equal to Allah. We praise Him and we ask Him to send peace and blessings upon our beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam who grew up as an orphan and Allah took care of him or made sure that he was taken care of and then when he got mature and he got older he was wondering what is wrong with his society he was wondering what is going on why are people doing all these crazy things worshiping idols being mean to the orphans killing people, burying people alive. Why are people doing such crazy, crazy things? He was wondering for so long and he was trying to find the answer. He was trying to figure out what's going on. So he went to isolate, isolate himself, وسلم, to have time to think. He found this place where he can sit and it gives him shelter. It's called the cave, but it's not very deep. It's an open area that's kind of closed in into the, into the cliff. And from there, he had a straight view at the Kaaba. And he liked that place to go and think. And get time to relax. It's called Khalwa. To be by yourself and just relax. And sometimes he actually went there for multiple days. He had to bring food with him to be able to survive for a few days there. To just think about, you know, think about things. Try to understand what's wrong with his society. And so Allah guided him. Allah provided him the guidance of the Qur'an. He was chosen, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to be the final messenger, to deliver the final message of Allah to mankind. That place, that little cave is called Ghar Hira. And that's where Angel Jibreel first came to visit Prophet Muhammad and told him, Iqra, read. He said, I can't read. Read. And I can't read. Read. Bismi Rabbika Alladhi Khalaqa Khalaqa Al-Insana Min Alaqa Iqra Wa Rabbuka Al-Akram Alladhi Allama Bil-Qalam Allama Al-Insana Ma Lam Ya'lam Allah took care of the Messenger of Allah Allah took care of His Messenger and provided him the guidance. And Angel Jibreel is an angel, a very powerful angel. 
Prophet Muhammad was shaken, sallallahu He didn't know what happened to him. And his wife Khadija consoled him, took care of him. And so, as the weeks went by, he got used to the visit of Angel Jibreel, salam. Angel Jibreel was his companion, was his friend. He visited him and brought him more guidance, more guidance of the Qur'an. And we also know that Angel Jibreel, didn't only visit Prophet Muhammad to bring ayat of the Qur'an. He also came for other things at different times. Angel Jibreel was there to help and support. He was the companion for Prophet Muhammad Weeks and months went by like this. And then, for some time, Angel Jibreel stopped coming. No more Qur'an was being revealed. Angel Jibreel didn't come for Prophet, to Prophet Muhammad So now, think about how you feel when, let's say, your cousins you have cousins that you go visit their house and sometimes they go visit your house. For me, all my cousins are overseas, so it's hard. But I know a lot of you can imagine. If you don't have cousins here, then think of your friends that you go visit and they come visit. Now let's imagine that this cousin of yours, you haven't seen him for a very long time. You haven't heard of him for a very long time. Or for older kids, try to think of those friends that you hang out with and you chat with on social media or on the phone. Try to think of those friends. And you haven't heard from someone for a very long time. And when you try to reach out to them, they don't respond. We try to, you try to find out what's happening to them, they don't respond. You're going to start wondering, what's wrong? Let's say now you find out that that friend or that cousin they're doing fine. They're not sick. They didn't travel somewhere else. They're doing fine. They just don't want to talk to you. You don't know why. You're wondering. You're asking yourself, what's wrong? What did I do wrong? Did I upset this person? Is that person mad at me? Why does anyone want to talk to me anymore? Why does my cousin not want to visit anymore? Why does my cousin not want me to go to their house anymore? So this is the way Prophet Muhammad started feeling because Angel Jibreel was his companion all the time. He was always helping him, supporting him. A few times a week he would come. And when a few weeks went by and Prophet Muhammad didn't receive any visit from the Angel Jibreel he started getting worried. And even more what happened, because Angel Jibreel, we know he's not, it's not like he can be sick or he went to travel somewhere. Angel Jibreel is always going to be fine. He's an angel from Allah. So, what started happening even is that the people of his city, his neighbors, Abu Lahab and other people, the Quraysh, they started making fun of him. They started taunting him. What happened? Where is your buddy? What happened? Did you wake up from your weird dream that you had? Is it over now? No more visit of the angel? What happened? And they started even asking him, is your Lord upset with you? Subhanallah. And this went on. Some of the scholars say this went on for six months. He was used to visits from Angel Jibreel multiple times a week. And now this goes on, some say, for six months. He was very worried. 
He was very worried. And then finally, after that long fetra, that long gap, Angel Jibreel now gives a visit to Prophet Muhammad with Wadduha. And you know what duha means, right? Wadduha means the bright light. Try to think of how Prophet Muhammad was feeling. I gave you the example of your cousin or your friend. Try to think of how he was feeling for all these months that his companion was not there. The one who was providing him guidance. I explained to you that he, he didn't understand what was wrong with his city, with the people in his city. He didn't understand what was wrong. And for many years, he was trying to think and wondering, what, what can I do? What, why are these people acting like this? And Angel Jibreel was the one who helped him, guided him, provided the guidance for him to understand and be able to guide his people. And then a lot of people followed him. Abu Bakr followed him and his wife Khadija followed him and his cousin Ali followed him. Thanks to the guidance he was getting from Angel Jibreel. So try to imagine for six months, no visit, nothing. Angel Jibreel was almost like everything for him. Try to think how he was feeling. He was feeling like he was in the dark. In English we use these words. Light represents when things are going well. And darkness represents when you're sad, when you're depressed, when you're, when you're mad, when something is not going well. That's what darkness represents. Even in English we have the phrase, the light at the end of the tunnel. What does it mean? We're in a tunnel and it's all dark and we are scared, we are sad, we are depressed, we are lost in the darkness. And some people are afraid of the darkness. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. That is the hope. Light represents hope. Light represents happiness. Light represents the support and the help from Allah. So the first word that Prophet Muhammad hears وسلم, after being in the darkness, and by darkness we don't mean physical darkness, we mean fear and sadness and not understanding, being confused, wondering what's wrong, when did I, what did I do wrong, is Allah upset with me, is Angel Jibreel upset with me, what did I do wrong, he's in that darkness, and Allah says, duha, almost the same way that we would say, the light is at the end of the tunnel, there is light at the end of the tunnel, things will get better, subhanallah. ما والليل إذا سجى The night when it is very still and dark and nothing is happening. So Allah gave him Surah Al-Duha showing him that he knew exactly what the Prophet Muhammad was feeling And he said exactly the words that Prophet Muhammad you know, to console him. And he felt very consoled to hear these words. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And Allah continues مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Not at all Your master has not at all Abandoned you Nor is he upset at all Doesn't go well With the word Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Or Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The word upset Allah can't be upset at Prophet Muhammad. It just doesn't go together. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the word upset doesn't go with Prophet Muhammad. So Allah says, مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Your master did not abandon you 
and he is not upset. Allah doesn't even say not upset with you. The you is not even there. Because of the love of the Messenger of Allah Allah loved his Messenger. And so he doesn't put the word upset next to the name or a pronoun representing the name of Prophet Muhammad And then he explains to him why this happened. Ups and downs in life are going to happen. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're in the tunnel, in the darkness. Whether it be all these emotions at the same time or just one of them, that you're scared or that you're confused or that you feel like you're not able to achieve, you feel weak. All of these negative emotions, whatever one you have, you feel like you're in the dark. You feel like you're in the tunnel. Why? Why does Allah let this happen to you? I've heard so many stories of people who convert to Islam and then things become so difficult for them. They make so much dua. I heard the story of one person who converted and started, you know, what is this? Why are you doing this to me? Making dua to Allah, what is this? So upset. Things are going to go up and down. There is a reason. Allah wants you to know that there is a reason. And Allah told the reason to His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَالضُّحَى وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَى مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى That's the reason. وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى That's the reason. The Akhirah is much better than this life. And whatever comes next is much better than what came first. Whatever comes next is much better than what came first. Your Lord, Allah, your Master, the one who's been taking care of you as an orphan. Prophet Muhammad was an orphan, right? And the one who gave you the guidance when you were seeking that guidance for all these months that you were wondering what's wrong with your city and your society and your people. Allah provided that guidance. Your Rabb, your Master, your Lord, He will give you so much that you will have, you will reach that light at the end of the tunnel. You will reach happiness. فَتَرْضَى You will be pleased. It's a process. Allah has designed things so that if you're always in the light, you don't appreciate the light. But if you're in the darkness, then you love the light so much. And you value it so much. And, you, and you're happy to be in the light so much. Al-Akhirah khayrul laka min al-Ula. Whatever comes next is so much better for you than what comes first. It's part of the design. Allah will make us through, go through difficult times where we will have these negative emotions. Scared. Confused. Sad feeling weak, feeling like we're not able to achieve, feeling like people don't like us. Allah will make us go through those so that when things are better, we are so much happier. الْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى فَتَرْضَى That's the goal, that's the reason, that's the purpose. Your happiness cannot come if you don't go through some struggles and some hardship, 
Now, when the Prophet went through that hardship, how, does he, how did he behave? What did he do when he went through hardship? That hardship and then all the hardships that came after that. How did he deal with the hardship? He dealt with the hardship by turning to Allah. By asking Allah. By praying a lot. By making a lot of salah. Making a lot of dua. At the night of Badr, he spent the entire night, he didn't sleep the entire night, he spent the entire night making dua for Allah to save the Muslims from the attack of the Quraysh. And Allah saved them. Allah sent angels to save them. Throughout his life, the Messenger always turned to Allah to seek help. الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله. We thank Allah for guiding us. And so today, we thank Allah. Pay attention to this. We thank Allah for making us go through hard times. We thank Allah for guiding us. And we thank Allah for making us go through hard times. Because hard times are part of the process for you to achieve real happiness, that you really love it. In English we say, you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. You don't appreciate what you have until you don't have it. Once you don't have it, you realize how valuable it was. So we thank Allah for the hardship that He does make us go through. It's part of the process. إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ yusra. Not بعد العسر يسرى. يسرى comes مع العسر. It is with hardship that your happiness will come. You cannot achieve happiness if there isn't some hardship. All of us understand this if we play sports. All of us know. You are not happy about a victory if you don't feel like you earned it. If it wasn't a tight game, it wasn't, the victory was not as exciting if it wasn't a tight game. We all understand this. Allah didn't even need to, t- to tell us, but Allah tells us to remind us. <inaudible> Happiness and ease and comfort will come with hardship. It has to come with hardship. <inaudible> and Allah says it twice. And by the way, Allah says this right after Surah Al-Duha. Those two surahs, they, they go hand in hand together. Allah gave us the Messenger of Allah as a role model, as an example for us to follow. And He showed us through His life. He was in darkness for all these months. And Allah brought him the light at the end of the tunnel. So all of you, all of you students, especially I know that middle and high school, it, you're getting into this, the part of the year that's like, oh, it's going to be a long year. There's a lot of work to do. And you feel like, it's not easy. And I'm with you. It's never easy. It's never easy because إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى There's always going to be hardships. There are always going to be difficulties. But once you realize that those difficulties and those hardships you're going through right now, all this studying, all this Qur'an and this math and this ELA and all of the study that I have to do, it's tough. Once you understand 
that Allah wants it to be that way for something that you can achieve after that, then khalas, Allah's gonna take care of me. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Allah wants me to be a champion. Allah wants me to reach that light. Be proud of the fact that you're going through hardship and then you're working hard. Because you should have, you cannot have a shadow of a doubt. Inna It's going to come. If you're going through hardship, Allah has designed that the ease is going to come. The achievements and the happiness are going to come. Trust in Allah. May Allah make us among those people who realize that. Who realize and are happy, not because of the hardship itself, but happy because there is amazing achievements to come out of that hardship. And then we praise and thank Allah for that hardship because we know what, the, what it means. Ameen. Allahumma ja'alna min ash-shakirin as-sabirin. Allah make us from among the patient. When we are in the hardship, that we are patient with it. When we haven't reached the achievement, when we are not out of the tunnel yet, we see the light but we're not there yet, that we are patient until Allah lets us reach us there. And once we are there, whatever happiness, whatever ease, whatever comfort we have, that Allah make us thank us, thankful. Ameen. اللهم اجعلنا من الصابرين والشاكرين وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأقم الصلاة